Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody, welcome. It's so great to have all of you tune us in and turn us on. This is a fired up show right now. This is like so absolutely super important. And, you know, my guest life coach, my special guest, life coach, Ricky Schwartz, joining me here today. We're talking about what does reclaiming your life look like and how do you start? Now, look, if you're Ricky, well, first of all, you should know Ricky also is the host of a fantastic podcast, fantastic show. But the question mark really is when you take on a topic like this, underneath it has to be a story has to be a journey you've gone through where when you're talking about reclaiming your life uh you probably had to figure out how to do that you bet when when you're ricky you know you're a business manager you've built teams you know what building 400 million dollar profit you know what it's like to have a challenge in front of you meet it What that also means, what usually doesn't get talked about, you can be thriving. You can have the skills. You can now be an effective, magnificent, dynamic coach. You can also be in leadership development. You can be all of that. But underneath that, you have been through the fire. You understand when the heat's being turned up. You also understand that if you learn about that, And you understand about your core values, your purpose, your goals, and how to get results. And you have gone through it. You have now positioned yourself to teach, help, restore, and others reclaim their lives. Ricky, it's great to have you for this topic. It's great to have you here anyway. Thank you, Pat. Me too. I'm very excited. Yeah. I love these questions, right? I get these questions. I get asked... What were you thinking? <laughs> what were you thinking? Come on. What did you went back to school at what age? Yeah. How long did you take to get that degree? Yeah. And then you're paying for airtime to do what? And <laughs> we don't get it. Like, this is a latter part in your life. Why? So the why question, Ricky, it's the why question. I don't even like that question anymore. I want to know the what after the why. Go ahead. Okay. So I think you touched on it absolutely, which is, even if I go back a little further, as a kid, I think if you ask any kid between the ages of like, I don't know, 7 and 14, ask them what they want to be when they grow up, I swear to you, most of them either say a psychologist or veterinarian. I don't know why, but they do, and I was no exception. So even at a really young age, I thought I wanted to be a psychologist. Sometimes I think that happens because we have families that aren't particularly functional, and I didn't have a family that was particularly functional. So I was thinking psychologist, I'll help other people. But my mom was a single mom, and she, she struggled with finances, and I grew up thinking, 
get a job that's stable, that's going to pay well, no matter what, there's always going to be a need for it. So I drifted into chemical engineering. I'm not sure how. And I ended up working for first a university as their director of environmental health and safety, and then for an environmental company, a waste management company. And I worked at the waste management company for 17 years. And, and I loved it, not because I loved garbage, right? <laughs> many people do, but because I was able to lead about 42 people. And my favorite part of the job, and they will tell you this because they knew it, was, was the coaching, if you will, as their manager, as their leader. They were all a lot younger than me. And so I found myself doing a lot of coaching, so to speak, unofficially. And I also find myself watching them, even at a young age, settling for their circumstances, poor marriages, um, being in a, a curriculum at school they didn't like. Some of them didn't like elements of the job, not after they worked for me, of course, but before then, um, toxic relationships with family. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And I always wanted to jump in and challenge them. Why are you settling for this? But unsolicited challenging is not always welcome. So I would just get frustrated. The empathic part of me would just kind of buzz around and, and get frustrated. And then, like you said, a few years ago, after, I don't know, eight promotions, six promotions, and kind of on my way to the golden ring, they downsized, and I was out. It was, it was that simple. And I was not prepared. I had such false hubris, I can't even tell you. I thought I was irreplaceable. And there I was without any kind of job. And that shook me to my core. I don't think there's anything else that could have shaken me that badly. I, I really don't. And I was motionless for a while. I was just paralyzed with fear, with doubt, with shame, with humiliation. So I started to say, okay, what did you love about your job? Because I wasn't sure I wanted to find another job in the garbage industry. Again, that's not what attracted me. What attracted me was the quote unquote coaching. What attracted me was the human element. I said, okay, it might be a little late, although Dr. Pat would tell me otherwise, to go back and earn a four or six year degree. <laughs> I, I think you might uh, have kind of fooled me on that one. But um, I did know that I could get a certification in life coaching. And I thought, this is where I, this is where the rubber hits the road. This is where I have to reclaim my life. And I didn't think in a million years I would make a right turn like that. At the same time, I also became the president of a large company called the Center for Agile Leadership. And it's all part of the same thing. I teach people how to lead. It's all using my core values and my passions all at once. It kind of came at the same time. And I will tell you, I don't know that I'm happier than I was with the Waste Company because I really did love leading those folks, but I'm certainly as happy in a, in, in, in a different way. Yeah. So I, I, I cannot reiterate enough times that once you get past the paralysis, there really is a light out there. Yeah, boy, I tell you that, and that's why I like reclaiming. Uh, reclaiming is uh, one of the things that I think is really super misunderstood. Let me give you my three-point misunderstanding about reclaiming. Yes. One is, no, it doesn't happen once in your lifetime. So throw that thing out. All of this midlife crisis stuff you're hearing, please. Yep. I think I had a, I had a midlife crisis when I was 18. So- <laughs> All of that stuff you're hearing about, ah, you get to the age. I mean, please watch the Jennifer Aniston commercials. Okay, that will blow that little thought out of the well. Then let's talk about uh, reclaiming sounds like I lost something. No, mm -hmm. you didn't lose anything. You just forgot you had it. Yep. Okay. Good point. 
right? There you go. You know, you forgot that you had a locker at the Port Authority when you were 18. You forgot you had it and 40 years have passed and you're going through a juncture and you find a key. Yep. Oops. Yep. And then the last thing you said, I want to really jump on. I don't know what I would have coached you. I didn't go back to school. I went back to school clearly, intuitively. I'm not kidding. I went through the same thing, except I was responsible for implementing the downsizing program. (laughs) And it was going to be cool. It was going to be great. People were like lining up. Yeah, give it to me. Give me that year of severance. Yeah, give me that early retirement. And when they looked at the people leaving, they changed the rules. They (gasps) targeted senior people. So my boss is ripping my badge off my neck because I refused to implement a program that was going to fire a woman with 29 years and 11 months service. Wow. It doesn't matter how we get to this conversation today. That's what I want to say to people listening. Yes. The choices you make are going to reveal ultimately that place you've always meant to be. Let me ask you this question. You talked about core values. Mm -hmm. I had to go to school. Why did I go to school? I didn't understand what was going on with these people. I went to school to try to figure it out. Betrayal, broken promises. Yes. Yes. So what about this that we discover in reclaiming that is stemming from our core values of who we are? I, you know, I'm glad you asked the question. Um, And the first question that I ask all of my first day, first minute, pretty much, uh, life coaching clients is let's talk about your core values. Because I really think that if you don't know them, you don't know where you're going. And if you do know them, you have to ask yourself if, if, if they're driving your decisions. So for me, and what led me into this area of reclaiming my life was empathy powers my relationships. That's one of my first ones. Well, clearly life coaches have a tremendous amount of empathy or can in order to really be able to understand and meet the clients where they are. Two excellence is the goal in all things I do. So that that goes without saying for me, has been since a little kid. Three, passion and purpose fuel my perseverance. Our fuel tanks get empty. Everybody's fuel tank gets empty on the big stuff. If you don't have purpose driving the passion, you're going to run out of fuel. I mean, you really do. So that's always what brings me back my energy. My fourth one is my value is my value is measured by my service to others. So those are my four and they just kind of rang the life coaching bell or when I was a kid, the psychology bell, whatever you want to think of it as, as this is really what I meant to do. And my fifth core value is that those four core values drive all of my major life decisions. And that's why I work through them so carefully with my clients. If you don't know your core values, you're not living with them. You're making decisions based on impulse, based on what other people want, based on the locker you left at the, at the, at the city authority. So it's really important to keep your eye on your core values. If you're doing something that doesn't ignite them or they don't ignite what you're doing, you're probably doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And, you know, I want to tell you that why this is important to have you as a life coach talk about it, because 
I talk about my journey and literally from earliest days, I remember not knowing what I don't know. I remember that at a very young age. And when you don't know what you don't know, you don't know the questions. And, and people don't understand. Why don't you know the questions? Yeah. Why can't you ask me the question? Yes. Because yes, yes. you don't really know what you don't know. But you yep. know you want to get from here to somewhere else. Yes. Yes. What have you found the greatest challenges that people have from the realization that they know they got to get from here to somewhere else? And we're going to take a short break and answer this when we come back. Okay. I want to go from here to somewhere else, but I'm going to go on this doctoral program because <laughs> I don't really know where the dang somewhere else is. I know yeah. I'm not going to be singing on like uh, on the voice. So that's not going to happen. <laughs> But I know I want to go somewhere else. Yeah. How do we get that clarification? How does Ricky Schwartz get us from, you now talked about your core values. Now let's talk about where you want to put them. That's okay. coaching at its finest. Stay tuned, everybody. We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. Pat. Hey, are you loving Shades of Spirit Radio? Well, mark your calendars. Shades of Spirit goes live in a new time spot every Wednesday at 5 p.m. Pacific time on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Yeah, you heard that right. Psychic medium genius, Spirit Walker Nicole, 5 p.m. every Wednesday. Live readings, giveaways, oracle cards, and lots of fun. So be there. Call into the show at 1-800-930-2819 and visit ShadesOfSpirit.com. Are you ready to find out who you really are? Are you ready to have fun and listen to the soul part of yourself? Indulge in a deeper meaning with Laura Goldstein, host of Coffee with the Universe. This show will awaken that true self hidden deep within you and will get you energized on who you were created to be. So go ahead, grab your cup of joe and experience Coffee with the Universe with Laura Goldstein on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Welcome to Soul Activation Podcast, a world-class broadcast of insight and inspiration with the renowned healer and coach, Suzanne Alexandria. In this series, she dives deep into the magical sea of you, to the place in you that's ready to activate. Tune in live every second and fourth Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Are you ready to put down that drink or drug for good? Are you struggling to maintain your recovery from addictive behaviors? Do you need help with a family member or loved one who's in early recovery or battling addiction? Get the help and guidance you need by arranging a recovery recharged phone session with me, Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, Certified Life and Recovery Coach. Call 1-800-889-1757. Make an appointment today. Or go to my website, pushybroadfromthebronx.com, and click on the link that says Recovery Recharged. Don't wait. Get the help you need today. This is Ellen Stewart, Pushy Broad from the Bronx, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Take the power of essential oil healing to the next level with the Essential Light Insight Deck, containing 61 oracle cards. Each card holds a painting and message that captures the spirit of an essential oil. 
By drawing a card, you'll illuminate the spiritual healing capacity of plants and transform your day. For more information about the Essential Light Insight Deck and Gen Reaper, visit Thriveology.com. Hey, everybody, welcome back. This is about reclaiming your life. What does that look like? 1-800-930-2819. If you want to get some advice from this fantastic, you know, international life coach, Ricky Schwartz, uh, please give us a call 1-800-930-2819. Because guess why? Here's where we are. We are in a reclaiming unlike any reclaiming we have done in a really long time. This is where we are. Everything from people being asked to pop out and go back to work in a work situation they hadn't been in 18 months, to go from this is where I am, my kid is still home, but come back to the office. This is about realizing who I am, what I do, what's possible for me, and how has these past 18 months changed me as a person? And then what does it mean to realize that you cannot take the journey alone? And I've shared this with all of you a lot. I am here because I have got a phenomenal team. I have got Olivia, Olivia putting in the right pictures. I've got Jacob doing that, working with our host. I've got Jessica that has learned everything in the industry. She can learn, including sales and marketing. And I've got Linda that puts all the glue together and there's not much that gets by her. In addition to people that social media post and graphic artists that create the great images you see, I don't do it alone. So I don't know why many of us will go through life, as I've done most of my life, and not say, I need to call a Ricky Schwartz. I need to call Ricky. Uh, and Ricky, before we even go, how do people get a hold of you? What's your website? MyTurnLifeCoaching.com. So people have asked me this question. They said, Pat, man, you're bringing on a lot of coaches. And, and, and I just looked at them like, oh, okay, yeah. You know, look, why? I hate that why question. But I, I've learned to deal with why. Just saying. <laughs> the question's really what? And I said, here's the deal. I'm not like you. You're not like me. Yes. You, there are tens of thousands of people listening to these shows. You're going to resonate with Ricky in ways other people don't. But more importantly, what do you need to know about a good coach? And by the way, Ricky is a good life coach. But what do you need to know about how to look for the signs yep. and how to get from where you are to where you want to go, even if you don't know what you don't know, Ricky? Yeah, that's that's an amazing question. So first of all, I think that through television and movies, there's, I don't know if it's a, I hope it's a false image. I really do hope it's a false image of what life coaching looks like. And it's always somebody in Hollywood who's talking to their life coach on the phone and the life coach is saying, you're the smartest, most wonderful person in the world. Say it with me. You can do this. You can do this. And they kind of act like a, a cheerleader. I, I don't think of life coaches as cheerleaders. They're coaches. It's a different part of the team, right? So uh, if you kind of, we're not filled with, or, or I think good ones shouldn't be filled with just daily affirmations. Number one, they do nothing to make the client dig deeper into why they ended up where they are. That's hard work. I'm not going to say you're the best at something until I know you. And I'm not going to ask you to tell yourself something 
until I know you. So if you remember, if you're old enough to remember Saturday Night Live and Stuart Smalley, remember Al Franken had that character named Stuart Smalley? Oh, yeah. And he'd look in the mirror and he'd say, I'm good enough, I'm smart enough, and doggone it, people like me. And I think that was kind of a caricature of what people think life coaching is, just aphorisms and, and affirmations that are kind of build you up. That's not what a good life coach should be doing. It might be part of it at times because everybody needs a little bit of a cheerleader at times, but it's not the thrust of it. The thrust of it is let's figure out what makes you tick. Let's figure out how you got here. Let's figure out where you thought you wanted to go and when that changed. Let's start with awareness. That's what a life coach is going to do. That's what differentiates, I think, the the character type life coach from what I think a good life coach looks like. You know, and, and, and here's the thing too. Um, I'm not, I'm a media coach. Uh, you know, some people say, well, aren't you a life coach? Ah, aren't you this? Aren't you that? I've chosen now to move in the direction where I get fulfilled now helping you. That's where I get fulfilled. I, love I get fulfilled by looking at and saying, how do we get the best of this woman out in the world? That does that mean I abandoned the things I learned? No. That's it. And so I live in a realm where we don't know what we don't know about where we're going with yes. your idea to do a show. Yes, yes. Get yes. there. How do you help folks realize the importance of being in the neutral space? Whew, that's a good question. Because I knew you could handle it though, Ricky. I'm going to, I'm going to do my best because I can tell you, you said that you know, the, your question at the end of the last segment was how do you get people yeah. to get to a place and they don't even know where they want to get to. Yes. And that's when I encourage them. You're going to have to feel comfortable in this uncertainty for quite some time. You want results immediately and those are not going to be sustainable results. So you have to remain in what you're referring to as, I, th I think I'm, I'm characterizing it correctly, as that neutral space. Learn to swim in it. Learn to understand that in that water are the answers, but you have to find your flotation devices and you have to find the rudder to the ship. You have to find the motor to the ship. So being comfortable in the not knowing is usually something that lasts much longer than life coaching clients expect it to. But at the other end of the spectrum, now we go back to that neutral space and we pull from it. Remember, this was, yeah. this was something you said was your core value. This was something you said that made a right turn. All of those steps lead to the key in the lock, in the locker room or in, in the terminal. To Port oh. Authority. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm such a Michigan girl. We don't have Port Authorities. Yes, thank you. All of those lead to the Port Authority locker. But if you try to get there, what are you going to tell the taxi driver? Where are you going? You don't even know it's there. You haven't even remembered it yet. So that neutral space is uncomfortable and you have to be patient. And without that, you're going to go back to doing what you think you should be doing. You're going to go yeah. back to doing what folks tell you you think you, sh you should be doing. So it's vital. Yeah. By the way, that Port Authority story, that little tidbit just came up when I had a flashback, a realization of my homeless days and begging in Port Authority and actually having a Port Authority. I don't locker? know what they call them now. Locker. Yeah. Locker. And to be honest with you, never went back to get the contents out of it. I'm sure it doesn't exist. But here's what I want to ask you. Um, we were talking during a break about knees and wrists. Yeah. 
this is related to coaching, even though it may not start out that way. The difference, when Sean asked me, do you know how you did it? Mm. And I still don't quite grasp what he meant. Mm -hmm. I don't really understand that I was different, but he just kept saying it. But I thought about this, Ricky, and this is going to be important for you in life coaching. When I told Dr. Boone, and I changed doctors, I changed my orthopedic doctor because I had a situation with a back doctor at that institute where he was trying to limit me. And I switched to Dr. Boone, who I found out saved my friend's life. And I said to Dr. Boone, this is who I am. Uh, Whatever you think I am, whatever you put on your little form about my age or any of that crap you put down there, you Mm -hmm. need to write down that I expect within six months to be back at championship table tennis. Mm -hmm. And he said, ping pong. No, I said table. (laughs) And, And I said, it's not because, I mean, this is my outlet. I love the game. And I said, it's COVID. Nobody's playing. Hurry up and get, I'd really like you to hurry up and get them done. Mm -hmm. I even tried to get him to do both. I'm so glad he didn't. But he never said to me, Ricky, and now I look back at how absurd that was to say to him at some level, Mm -hmm. but he never said to me, well, you know, da-da-da operation, Mm da-da-da this. Mm -hmm. Never said it. Never said it. I think he referenced how cool the new robots were. Maybe. No one ever said to me, not the PT people that came to my house, although I will tell you, thank you, Dana, for giving me my first level of pain on the first day. You really pushed that knee to 90 degrees. I love you for it. But no one ever said, if you're able to do that, you will be an anomaly, Pat. Mm -hmm. Isn't that the essence of coaching, though, Ricky? It is. And, and I, I mean, it absolutely is. But I will, I will tell you that that brings up a fine line that Thank you have to walk. And sometimes if you've ever worked without with a, um, a trainer and I, you know, I have a good friend who's a trainer. And of course he was also, and is also my trainer. I used to say, I, I know my limits. My body tells me. And the trainer would say, no, your brain tells you. <laughs> lies to you all the time. I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it. The brain is the one that's lying to you. And that really stuck with me because I'm stubborn. And at that point, I thought, I'm going to stop listening to my body. So that's, that's the first thing that, 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 that we, we come up to that line and you don't want to say, that's not possible, Pat. But the other side of the line is oftentimes I'll have a client that says, that's just me. That's just me. And they stop there. For example, one of my, my favorites, so to speak, is I don't care what other people think of me. If they don't like me, it's their problem. And I, I, I always have to, to, to be very careful not to go, okay, I believe that. I take that at, at, at its, its core value. Um, nine times out of 10, it's not true. So it's my job to figure out why are they saying that? What makes them think they have to be that protective, that guarded, that, that, that um, absolutely confident and, and almost comfortable in saying something that is very likely the antithesis of what they're really thinking or living. So that's where we have to be careful. 
make sure the client is being completely honest with themselves and you can't always tell at the very beginning. I want to take a short break. And when we come back, one of the things I want to do is really move this to the beginning of the coaching journey. And the reason I talk about, I, I referenced Dr. Boone is because that really was, as I look back, the beginning of that journey. And, you know, doctors are not necessarily coaches, <laughs> but sometimes they're kind of okay like that. But what happens when you decide, I do want to go from here to there. One of the things I want to ask you about when we come back is this. Some of us start a journey and we really are ignorant. Now, please don't email me. This is not self-criticism. I'm really <laughs> using the word ignorant versus stupid. Mm -hmm. Ignorant means you just don't know. You just don't know about a thing, right? We're not talking about pink and stupid girls. That's different. This means you enter something and you really don't know. Are you willing to begin the journey in the space of not knowing and trust? What is the relationship between the moment that you sit and become vulnerable in front of your life coach? Yes. What is the beginning? How powerful is that? That's not me. Ricky's going to talk about it. We'll be right back. Mind to Heart with me, Craig Richardson, carves a pathway from your mind to your heart to activate that innate compass to overcome whatever life sends your way. As an intuitive life coach, I am ready to guide you to an amazing life. Tune in live every second and fourth Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about me, visit CraigERichardson.com. Are you feeling the complexity of life? Do you feel that urge to step into something greater? Tune in to Nailed It Radio. Find your simplicity within your complexity with me, life coach, Carrie Nail. Tune in each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com to discover what it means to use your full power to be the best version of yourself. Imagine stepping into the energy of saying yes to yourself and knowing you nailed it. For more information about me, visit CarrieNail.com. Are you ready to shift your current beliefs about death from debilitating pain and loss? Follow Angie Corbett Kuiper as she shares that through choice, present moment awareness, and keeping an open mind. Anything is possible, even in death. Tune in to Beyond Proof Radio with Angie, redefining death and loss every first Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more, visit BeyondProof.com. Patricia McNair, host of Divine Guidance with Patricia, and I'm here to help you live a more authentic, spiritually connected life. Join me every first and third Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Being who you are in everyday life is the key to unlocking soul wisdom within that our whole self already knows. Get ready to embrace your spiritual, mental, and emotional well-being, your whole being. Discover your gifts and strengthen your connection to spirit. We will explore earth guidance, divine truth, and love, past life lessons, and so much more. So listen in to Divine Guidance with Patricia and join in your personal adventure to triggering, opening, validating, and being all that you are. 
For more information about me, visit divineguidance.earth. Stuck in a roundabout of dysfunction? Stop circling around difficult issues and find out what's been holding you back. Learn how to speak your truth to power with host Dr. Kathy O'Bear. Create real change with smart tools and smart strategies. No frills, no fluff, just life-changing conversations to help get you where you want to be. Extend your reach and become an agent for real change with Kathy O'Bear. For more information on Kathy and her work, please visit drkathyobear.com. That's drkathyobear.com. Are you ready to branch out? Take a leap of faith. Tune in to Get Rooted Radio with Erica Gifford-Mills on TransformationTalkRadio.com to equip, empower, and enlighten yourself. Erica will energize and excite you to power up your passionate dream that sets your soul on fire. So get fearlessly ready and get powerfully rooted in your yes to live it up, love it up, and let it go. Visit GetRootedRadio.com. Uh. Ricky, 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 life coach, Ricky Schwartz. But here's what you get when you get Ricky, everything you hear about today, but everything you're also going to hear about from her fabulous show. Um, I want to just say that, you know, for those of you out there, those, those people that I know of that work with you all that are life coaches. And, and it's an interesting term, isn't it? What that means is there are a lot of potholes you step in. There are parts of your life that you didn't even know you needed to address or talk about. And you yeah. want to really work with somebody that's got some depth. Earlier in the show, you heard about Ricky's depth. You heard about her experience in coaching in the corporate environment. So she understands the corporate environment. Why is that important to you? Well, maybe that's you, you know, 80% of the people are attached to a corporation. And so somehow, some way, there are going to be things that come up that are not going to feel right to you. And you're not going to realize at that moment that you need help. But it's a sign. If you are in your life and, it, and you get to the point where you say something like, this doesn't feel right, that is a sign for you to move into my turn. It's your turn. You've got to allow yourself that. Uh, we're going to be talking about the beginning of the journey, how it starts. And during the break, you know, we were talking about how that does start. And we're going to talk about why the beginning is so important. Because it's just the moment that you allow yourself to be vulnerable. Ricky, before we do that, let's talk about My Turn Life Coaching for a minute. Mm -hmm. um, and also how you've now brought that out to your radio show. How do people find out about all of this? So um, word of mouth was what I relied on originally, and I, I was more successful than I expected to be. Once you have a happy client, they do tend to do the marketing for you. But um, it's, a, it's a personal thing. Like you said, it's you have a few coaches and each of them touches a different part of your soul and your heart and your head. And there's a million shingles out there. And it's really hard for the person who's already feeling indecisive already feeling like I don't know what to do or where to go to find the right life coach and then to in fact hope you found the right coach sit down with that person and they're not the right coach for you that's that's a that's a horrifying um imagery for me it's it, it's horrifying so I thought okay 
I'm going to use word of mouth. I'm going to use the marketing that comes from my clients. And then I decided to do the radio show, My Turn Life Coaching, Reclaim Your Life, because now you get to see a little piece of who I am, how I think, how I don't think, what I'm interested in, what my passions are, uh, just based on the experts that I choose, the subject matter experts, based on how I respond to them, based on the questions I ask. That's really the only way that people are going to get to know me. Before they decide, yeah, I would I would sit down for a cup of coffee with her. I would sit down for at least one free life coaching se- session so I can figure out we we are simpatico. And it's I think it's more important if you're at the beginning of this journey and you're already feeling like somehow you have failed or not done what you were supposed to do. The last thing you want to worry about is now who am I going to pick to help me with this? Yeah. And, you know, it is a journey, and that's what I want to get back to. One of the things I commented before the break, and thank you for really pointing that out, is there is a level of vulnerability that I've come to know even being on this platform and talking with you. And, you know, I get asked a lot of questions these days. Uh, One of them is, has this gotten old for you, Pat? Ah. And I have to think about that. And I said, I got to tell you. Every time I have a conversation with someone, I get the same butterflies I've gotten 17 years ago. Me too. Because this is not me. I didn't sign up to pay close to a million dollars in airtime so that I could have my face and my mouth out here. Right. This is because the listenership and what they said they wanted us to do was so in my heart. If you're a life coach, Ricky, like you are, this is not about some blueprint. This is about something in your heart. It is. The journey begins with vulnerability. Asking for help is vulnerability. What have you seen in your practice? So hard. So I've seen, mostly I see people who, first of all, don't have a clear understanding of what life coaching looks like. And I mentioned that earlier, they're expecting the affirmations. So they almost always jump in at the beginning saying, okay, so here's my life story. And there's going to be a time for that for sure. But I need to start way before the life story. And that usually surprises them. And that usually helps them understand, I am not just putting you into a cookie cutter. You don't like your job, you wanna change your job. Let's talk about how you change your job. I think first you should fill out a resume and second you should go on inside. That's the stuff that is going to create that same sense of, well, I'm back to where I started it, not really knowing how I got here to begin with. So almost immediately in my life coaching, I'm just, I'm asking so many questions that are going to raise their level of awareness. And the first set of questions, like I mentioned earlier, are what are your core values? And oftentimes it's not the core values they come up with. Those are good and those are going to be resourceful in in the future, but it's their process of getting the core values that makes me learn so much about them. Why did they decide? Well, I don't really know. The minute they say, I don't really know, I already know more about them than I did five seconds before. They don't know their core values. I know something about them. They've been, as I put in my promo, they've been on a bobsled. They're just leaning in and gravity's kind of taking them along. They've never even thought about their core values or what their legacy is going to be at a memorial service. All those things aren't what's driving them. So just that teaches me so much about them right off the bat. Then we work through what those core values are. We usually massage them and finesse them. Right away, I can almost guess how you got to where you are. I probably don't even need the life story. I would never guess, and I'm going to eventually ask for it. But following that... 
Then I give them all a self-saboteur assessment tool. It's my favorite assessment tool in the world. I think on April 28th, I did a whole show on the, the, the saboteur assessment tool. That's what teaches us what have we been using since we were kids to protect ourselves, which is now hurting us. It's a tool that takes five minutes to fill out. I always thought anything that's that fast and quick is not going to be effective. I was wrong. It's an astounding <laughs> tool. And right away, if I find out what your saboteurs are and I find out what your core values are and how hard it was for you to get there, we have taken a huge step toward figuring out what to do, a much bigger step than, so I was born in Detroit and I da-da-da-da-da, right? So I think... Again, they have to be comfortable with the questions, comfortable with my curiosity. I'm curious by nature, and boy, are you going to see that in a live coaching session. So comfortable answering questions that you don't even know why I'm asking them at the beginning. Trust the process, and if we are compatible, trust me. Yeah. I want to skip the break and kind of roll ahead here, Benny and Olivia um, and Ricky, um, because I want to keep the flow of this going, because once that door opens, once the gate opens and you're willing to step in, the next question really, at least for me, my experience in saying yes to getting help was, am I all in? Am I half in? Do I have my toe in? Right. And, you know, when you have your toe in, uh, I'm not saying that this is Ricky, but I've been very reluctant at times, but I've had a vision. I've known where I need to go. Yeah. And the greatest thing that ever happened to me was having a coach fire me. Ah. And, and, and that's my words. I, I don't yeah, know. I, I don't word. know what you call it. But how do you fire me? Separation, but go ahead. That's good. That's good. <laughs> and, you know, I thought about it and I looked at her and I said, man, you're right you're right. I do have a passion. I know I could feel it in every cell of my body, but you're right. I'm not putting in the time that you're asking me to put in mm-hmm. so that I can reclaim and emerge fully. I yeah. want to talk to you about that because yeah. once you get in, the journey begins. Yeah. Yeah. It really is an all in. I begin after the first three, I'd say I begin almost every coaching session with what percentage of your energy did you spend toward the things we talked about last week? <laughs> Gives me a really good idea. You, If they start with, oh my gosh, I was so busy. I already know. I already know the number's going to be low. So I, I think that that gives me an impression. And eventually, once we establish a pattern, if one week it's 90%, the next week it's 20%, the next week it's 30%, if we start to see trends or patterns, yeah. then I feel confident enough to say, I feel like we're not feeling confident enough to be all in yet. Let's talk about that. Boy, it's such an important question as a, a you have to be a good life coach and confident life coach to put that question on the table for people. You do. Oh, you, you do. really do. It's almost like the rejecting you're doing for your career. So you bet. It's like, did you just call me out right there? Yeah. But it's important. I mean, Sean said something to me yesterday. I can't remember it. But Linda, it was a short session yesterday. And I got back to the car and Linda said, how did it go? And I said, well, it was my graduation. And she said, wow, you weren't in there very long. I said, no, I didn't need to be. And she asked me, well, what did you gain from it? What did you learn from it? And I said, here's the deal. You know, I've gotten this far with the help of an amazing physical therapist. No nonsense, 
understood where I wanted to go and didn't hesitate to get me there. But when you walk away and you're asked, do you know what you need to do to complete the mission? And you say yes. And then your coach asks you, are you willing to do it? Yeah. And then your coach asks you, what are you putting in place to get it done? Tell me about that part, Ricky, because look, one could be great. Two could be great. Yeah. Like you got your fitness room, but like, what are you going to do to get it done, Ricky? So the, well, first of all, they always want to know how long is this going to take? It's my least, <laughs> they always, always want to know. And of course, part of it is I don't know yet because I don't know you well enough yet. But the other part of it is it's really going to depend on you. If you put in 100% every day, it's going to be a shorter time. They put in 2%. So of course, that's never the answer they want to hear. And then I usually say when we're starting to get, and I always let my clients drive the situation. I very rarely say, I think we're starting to finish our sessions. I think we're getting there. That is the client's call. I will ask the client, How do you feel about that? But that's their call. When we get to the point where we've decided three more sessions, two more sessions, then we start to talk about an action plan. And I don't let them go until number one, I'm satisfied with their action plan. And number two, I'm satisfied with their level of confidence in the action plan. And oftentimes we structure that action plan because it's kind of like if you worked out five hours a day and you only ate lettuce, but you never lost an ounce, you'd stop doing it. So what I try to do when I set up their action plan is let's talk about the successes that we've had. Use those to keep you energized, to keep going with the action plan because you don't want to eat lettuce every day. You don't want to work out five hours a day, but look at what it did. Look at the hundred pounds you lost last year. That, that is my touchstone. Action plans are fueled by successes. So it's my job to keep pointing out what those successes look like. So, you know, as we emerge and we go through our life and we begin our journey, we find ourselves at some interesting decision points. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I used to do a whole bunch of shows on decision making early on. Um, and And I think it's one of the most important things to learn how to do, making decisions. But understanding everything you just said in the context, this decision in the context of why I reached out to Ricky, why I'm getting help from Ricky. And in the context of doing that, there's a favorite thing I say to people. I say, listen, please don't make a decision in the middle of a mental or emotional crisis. Amen. You can make a small one like I'm going to get a cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah. But please don't make a decision like I'm leaving my job or moving across the country. But sometimes we get decisions or opportunities that show up like I never thought about that. Yeah. And that's me talking Mm -hmm. to you on a venue that I didn't think about, Mm -hmm. but yet I'm here. Yep. How do we say yes to the next level of our life? And in fact, that has to do with you being on air. Yeah. How do we then learn to navigate the new yeses? I would say, at least in my personal experience, those new yeses have to be steeped a thousand percent in the core values. Those are my rudder. Those are how I make my next life decision. So here's the opportunity. Here are your core values. Does this ignite that? Does this? Yes. Second core value. Yes. Third core value. Yes. If all of those core values are going to be utilized to their fullest extent and none of them ignored, 
it's a pretty damn good sign that you can feel completely mm-hmm. comfortable in making that turn. I want to ask you about this. My turn life coaching, uh, my turn life coaching.com for all of you. You hit upon something that I think we didn't talk about. And this was the big aha for me. Um, I remember, I don't know, like a really long time ago being asked about my core values and I really didn't know them. I mean, I, I have to tell you, I am a different person showing up today than I was mm-hmm. way back in the day. Sure. And I really didn't know. I didn't know exactly. I had gone up in a corporate career. I had sacrificed pretty much my soul to get a big salary, a big house, a big this, a big that. And then an alien took over my body (laughs) and I I couldn't continue on that path. How does life coaching help people discover who they are? That's a kind what I think of it this way. If literally they say, I don't know where to start with my core value, my family's very important to me. Almost always when they don't know their core value, it starts with my marriage, my family, my kids, almost always if they're a parent, my kids. And of course that's a core value, it is. But generally I ask people to think about their core values before they had children, before they had a spouse, because those are the ones that are sustainable. Those are the ones that led to your having a high value of your family, absolutely. But why? What is it? I'm always, always drilling down further. So I don't want to take that core value off the list. It's not fair to do that because believe me, parents, that's my kids are everything. I get that. But I ask them to drill down what core value is it that led to your children being the most important. So it's those conversations. Remember I said earlier, it's not always the core values they come up with. It's the conversations we have where we're drilling down, drilling down, drilling down till I feel comfortable that they have discovered things about themselves they never consider. Not just their core values, but what those are rooted in. You, I wanna reference back to the saboteur assessment. Yeah. Because I find When you go through and you take a saboteur assessment or you take something that really asks you the tough questions, like I have a high discomfort with conflict and avoid dealing with it. I'm just, that's one of the ones I remember. (laughs) Right. Um, When I go through these, these tests, what I find is I grew up in a family where let's just say a Mediterranean family, you know, highly emotional, (laughs) that family. And I shared this the other day, Ricky, and it was like, I said, yeah, I mean, I I don't really avoid anger. I mean, I don't go around punching anybody, but if there's like an angry thing going on, Mm -hmm. I'm more interested in knowing, hey, how are you doing? Is this something you're angry about? Yeah. You don't ask a person that's not comfortable with anger how they feel about their anger. Nope. But that's because any given Sunday, the meatballs may get thrown from one end of the table to the other because they have too much breadcrumbs in them absolutely and And then you move and then you move on to the pasta that's why the saboteur assessment the core values that not only teaches me the right questions to ask it teaches me what are the wrong questions to ask because i can trigger some of those early early deep root causes and i can sabotage the relationship pretty early on so again that's why assessment is so important i've got to know what I can ask you safely, what I can challenge you with safely, and what I need to be more careful to keep the meatballs from getting thrown. I am probably not going to ask somebody who's an avoider, tell me exactly how you feel right now. Go. It, it, it's, it's literally, particularly if I feel like they're dissatisfied with where this is going. 
So that again, frames my coaching. It is so customized based on their needs. So in the few minutes we have left, we've talked about a lot. And the reason I was so excited to really do this with you is because we are in an extraordinary time and I am going to be doing an entire series of shows on this. You know, I am getting feedback from our listenership, from the women in our listenership, not so much from the men because they're just not reaching out, but I would imagine they're going through something similar. And what's happening right now, and it seems to be in the headlines and in the news and in the statistics, women are not going back to a work environment they thought they were going to go back to. They're not going back to the same jobs. If they were on family leave, some of them are getting cuts in pay, which is illegal. This is a scenario. Just come back to work the way you used to. People need help. This is a reclaiming issue as well, isn't it? It is. I would call it, I would call the pandemic a horrifying opportunity. (laughs) (laughs) It literally is, is giving us permission to examine what we thought was what what I always call my clients fine. It was fine. It was fine. You don't want to die having lived a fine life, so to speak. You want to die having lived the right life. So I have seen time and time again, either people can't go back to work or they're thinking, do I want to go back to work? That's why I didn't go back to the garbage industry. 20 years, I knew that inside and out. But now I wanted to figure out what do I, I have this amazing, I never would have quit. I can tell you right now, I never would have quit. It was a cushy job and I liked doing it. But now is the time. There's never been a better time. The whole world is upside down. Turn upside down with it. That's what, that's what this horrifying opportunity can do for us. Wow. Ricky Schwartz, everybody. Ricky, how do people find out about you? How do they work with you? How do they listen to your show? How do they dot, 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 all of the above? Okay. So my, my webpage is myturnlifecoaching.com. There's a contact tab. You can just email me at ricky at myturnlifecoaching, or you can use the contact tab on the, um, the webpage. My radio show is the second and fourth Wednesday of every month, noon Pacific time to one Pacific time. It's called My Turn Life Coaching, Reclaim Your Life with Ricky Schwartz. And I, I really encourage you guys to cautiously consider whether we're the right fit. If we're not, there's plenty of others out there for you, but don't let that discourage you from not doing anything, please. I love it. Ricky Schwartz, last question. What's your personal message, Ricky? What do you want to leave us with today? (sighs) Live the life you want to be talked about at your memorial service. Live that life. Boy. Ricky Schwartz, everybody. I'm Dr. Pat Benny. Thank you for pushing all the right buttons. Olivia, thank you for making this stream beautifully. And a special message to all of you out there. We're listening to you. We're listening to what you want more of. We're listening to how to provide a platform with the people that can help you. And that's why you heard from Ricky today. We're bringing folks to the forefront that enable you to reclaim your life and whatever that means to you. Thank you for being the best listeners on the planet, the best viewers on the planet. And thank you so much for giving us feedback on what you want us to become. We'll see you next time.